0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for listening. This is a really exciting episode and this is a special edition, really, um, because today I have the privilege of hanging out with three amazing leaders. And they're really more than that. They're brothers in Christ for me. Um, Not that long ago, uh, God gave me a really clear vision and direction for my next season of ministry. And he prompted me to start building a ministry that he has really outlined. Um, I mean, he gave me the name uh, in, in such a miraculous way. Uh, he gave it to both me and my wife in separate times. And we came together and we had the same name in our heart. And uh, and that's how the Ministry of Restoring Leaders was born. But again, there's a whole story behind it. We'll do another podcast on that later. but. The Restoring Leaders ministry was born to help hurting and burned out leaders find understanding and clarity and restoration so that they can move from hurt to healthy, from burned out to breaking loose in all abundance. And uh, I just believe that uh, God has doing is doing some amazing things. And maybe you're a leader or you know of a leader that is walking wounded or is struggling with being overwhelmed and burned out, just exhausted. Um, hasn't really taken time to care for their own soul, I hope that you'll share this podcast with them. Uh, Now, one of the the reasons why we're doing this podcast is to share about something that's an exciting part of restoring leaders. And that is where I really felt prompted by God to say, bring leaders out and help them rest. Um, I was inspired years ago by the Yosemite Summit that Carl Bastian started. Um, I've been on it five times. And it was a retreat to allow us to exhale and just be followers of Christ. And that's really where Restoring Leaders got its idea. Um, It was birthed in my heart with that to start this retreat. And we're starting these four-day, five-day retreats where leaders can exhale and find restoration. Um, And the guys that are with me today um, were on the very first beta test, if we want to call it that, <laughs> experiment, uh, live and in action. They were the live lab rats, but they're not rats. Um, and, and I wanted you to hear from them. I wanted you to hear what God did because, man, he showed up in big ways. And uh, so I just pray that this will be the first of many, many more in-person retreats. So today with me are Michael and Tim and Rick and uh, guys, welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. Thank,
1: Thank
2: you, Tom.
0: All right, Bless so me. we're gonna we're gonna go around the horn, and we'll start with Michael. Just take a minute, share share who you are, where you live, um, and a fun fact about you. Um, you don't have to give your whole life story. I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll spare you that. So, all right, Michael. That.
1: Michael, then Tim, then Rick. All right, uh, my name is uh, Michael Workman. I live here in Ohio, close to Tom, and uh, we met actually through his coaching um, uh, business that he runs. And uh, just a fun fact about me is um, that I always tell I always tell the kids um, when I was working with uh, middle schoolers. A fun fact about me is that I have been tased before. <laughs> now. <laughs> that is that is something okay. that, that gets a good reaction out of the kids. Um, and when I say that, it's, it, obviously, I was in law enforcement. And it was a training, but oh, okay. uh, I, I, was I wanted that. to clarify that. Yeah, um, you should. <laughs> 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 but that's a fun fact about me.
0: All right. Uh, oh, I'm, that's I'm glad you explained the law enforcement <laughs> thing because otherwise, yeah. Uh, we would have to spend the whole
2: podcast. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Tim,
2: you're up. Good stuff. Uh, Tim Boucher, uh, children's pastor, Worcester, Ohio. Uh, been in ministry or teaching for over 20 years. So, um, yeah, husband for 25 years. This is a big year for our family because my daughter turned 21, son turned 18, 15 year old, and a 10 year old. So, Woo. big, uh, big year here at the Bouchers. <laughs> i never got saying. tased, so no fun facts here. <laughs> I, I'm out after that one. I'm going to pass it to Rick.
3: <laughs> my name is uh, Rick Wadsworth. I uh, am the family pastor here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh been doing ministry for 24 years, and uh, I have uh, almost as many kids at home as I do in my youth program. No, it feels like it, but yeah. uh, it's like we have our own youth group at home, it feels like, but uh but yeah, uh, a fun fact about me is like I was going into the military before God called me into youth ministry and children's ministry. And uh, I got to go in a C-130 in, in 12th grade on an Army base and an Air Force base and actually get to feel kind of what it feels like to, to be in zero G space, which is pretty awesome where they, they kind of jump you a couple times. Yeah. And you're like up in the, so I always wanted to be an astronaut. So like I, I started talking to people and they're like, not a lot of people get to do that. Not, not people that are not uh, military. So I, I kind of was able to get into that through ROTC. Cool. It's like it's, I, I want to go to space as soon as I can. So I was like, I, I love that. Uh, so you could say Rick's got his head in the clouds and I kind of did. I was like, Oh, I want to <laughs> go back. I want to go back. You know, so that good, was yeah. a really fun adventure that I got to do.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, guys, we had a blast um, a few months ago getting together to hang out. God took us to Tennessee um, and to a really cool resort. And you know, one of the things I want leaders to understand is when we do restoring leaders retreats, we're we're not going to put you up in bunk beds. Um, <laughs> we're not going to serve you camp food. Um, we want you to have a, a time of real restoration and rest, but also lots of laughter. Um, we did have lots of laughter um, uh, The guys learned that I, I drive dangerously, um, almost blew a stop sign or two um, <laughs> on the way to get a, 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 an OK steak dinner at a really almost gangster <laughs>
2: restaurant. <laughs> it felt like I felt you like Al Capone was perfect. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I thought Al Capone was going to come out anytime, sure. and, you know, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, anyway, that was bad. So anyway, um, let's get on with it. But, uh, we, we wanted to share what, what God did during this retreat. And one of the things we always do on the KMC podcast guys is we always start with a why question. So yeah. we'll, we'll start reverse order this time. Um, what was your, why, why did you choose to attend the first ever, you know, it w- it was a leap of faith. There's no doubt to go jump into a retreat that had never been done before. Um, I'm just curious, what was your why for coming, uh, to the restoring leaders retreat? The first one, first edition, Rick.
3: Um, I needed it. We had just had a really weird year, uh, being, (laughs) being trapped in your own house or trapped in your own church, wherever you were, you were trapped for a little while. Uh, you know, you hear that word unprecedented all the time. And it was like, totally just something I've never dealt with in 25 years of ministry and would look to ministers and, and leaders and mentors and be like, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, you're supposed to know, you know, that kind of thing. And so I was kind of stressed out. And uh, during that time, my mother, uh, she had a diagnosis of cancer and then I had some health problems. And so I was just like, I think the closest I've ever been to burning out without I have I've never been in burnout. I've been on the edges of it. But I think I was the closest I've ever been to just be like, oh, man, what is this? I, I, you know, rode hard, put up wet. And uh, Mm -hmm. when I talked to you and we talked about this and we had we'd done some podcasting together about things and uh, I was very intrigued and I needed it. And I it was an answer to a prayer to me. And so when you asked me, I was like, yes, sir, I wanted to be. (laughs) So it wasn't even a hesitation for me. I was like, I had to jump at it because I knew that it was something that I. I needed to be replenished. Hmm. It was at that, that point in my life. And I was just like, I can't do it by myself. So I Hmm. appreciate that's good. Just being able to be with these guys and, and laugh and joke and, you know, and, and get into some serious stuff. I I really need that because being a pastor sometimes can feel lonely. So I I love my brothers here to be able to talk to.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think for me, you know, um, uh about 10 years ago um had a church plant that that closed took some time after that um i was the campus pastor of that church and um you just kind of stack things up after that continuing on a lot, a lot of deaths in the family and just and then you add a pandemic to it um, you know i was just at a place where i don't think i was necessarily near burned out but there were some some wounds that that needed healing time and i had been working through uh, in my own devotional time Um, I kept coming across at the end of every single day, it asked, what do you need to do? And it kept coming up, spend time with Jesus, spend time with Jesus, (laughs) spend time with Jesus. And it was like, man, life was so busy. When was I going to do that? And so when this came up, it was like, you know, I kind of have to when when I've never taken sabbatical in 20 years or anything like that. And it was like, man, I need to take these this week and just get away with Jesus, get away with the guys a little bit and uh, do what I tell everyone else to do. You know, encourage my teams. You know those kind of things. Make sure you spend that time and thought. Man, I really need to just get refreshed, vision wise, and get get some healing things for my own heart. And so, um, yeah, really glad I did.
1: Yeah, and for me, it was uh, actually uh, Tom and I. I mean, like I mentioned before, we were he was my mentor, my coach, and he kind of shared the vision as it was coming through, and it was just it was automatic. I, I knew right away that this is something I needed. Um, I had went from a church hurt um, in ministry to another church hurt in ministry. And I was at the point where I was I was ready to give up. I mean, to be completely transparent, um, the thought of just walking away was very strong um, mm-hmm. with me. And uh, the retreat i i will I will say this sometimes it's hard to admit where you're at sometimes um and sometimes it's hard to admit that you're weak and that you have flaws and that you're burnt out um and once I came to realize that um it just it was something that I had to be a part of and i'm so I'm so thankful to Tom and his ministry um it's been awesome,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I'm hoping restoring leaders will start to really knock down in the church world is this stigmatism of just because you are feeling burned out doesn't mean you're not a good leader. Mm-hmm. Or or if you're feeling overwhelmed or tired, it doesn't mean you can't handle the capacity of ministry um, and that you're not a high capacity leader. There's there's a terrible stigma about about soul care and mental health in the church, um, and I want to knock that out. Um, I want to break that down. I want to abolish it. Um, I want to rebuke it. <laughs> I want to kick it out because um, I'm tired of of watching leaders lose their their jobs because you know they admit they're human <laughs> and and they're real. And it's time for us to, to to stop that behavior in the entire church world and to say, look, we, we got to care for our leaders and we need to establish this, uh, a, a culture of restoration um, and allowing our leaders to restore because it's 24-7 pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And every bucket is going to get a little empty at times mm-hmm. and need, need some repair work from getting holes punched in it. Um, mm-hmm. If you come to the retreat, you'll understand that illustration, but well, let me ask you guys, what were you looking forward to because um, all of you had different things coming in you know I knew all of your stories coming in and and uh, you know the listeners aren't going to hear and, and know all of your backstory, but suffice it to say that all of you had different levels like you said of hurt and burnout combinations of both. I think we all carry that. What were you looking forward the most to coming to the retreat um, Tim, what were you looking forward to then Mike and then Rick?
2: Uh, when I had talked with you beforehand, you had talked about, Hey, this is, there's going to be structured time and there's going to be unstructured time. There's going to be, you know, time. You go to a lot of retreats and conferences and it's like you have an itinerary and you barely have time to breathe. You know, it's, um, there, there's not a lot of extra time and you really put out and promoted, um, where well, you're going to get some hours of alone time if you choose it, or you can meet with one of the guys or me or, you know, whatever. And so for me, that margin and what you called solitude time uh, was something that I was really looking forward to because, you know, I, I read a lot in the, in the New Testament and Jesus got away and prayed and Jesus took time away. And um, you know, that, that time to be able to be set aside to say my phone's off, social media is off. My email is off. um, I'm disconnected and I have to be quiet. Um, although I don't love that cause I love being busy. If I'm honest, um, that, um, that disconnection yet connection in nature was huge for me. I, I couldn't wait for
1: that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And for me, it was, uh, more, there was so much hurt that I was experiencing. Um, I was, I was actually just looking for, and really, really wanted to let go of that. And Mm -hmm. to be restored, I mean, it was one of those, it was one of those times in my life where it was like, I kind of hit, kind of hit a a rock bottom, if you will, um, in ministry as well as um, personally, and I was just ready to um, go ahead and um, be restored Mm -hmm. and give that, give that hurt up. That was what I was Mm -hmm. looking forward to the most.
3: Yeah. I, both, mixing both of those together. That's kind of what I needed. I needed camaraderie with people that kind of knew where I was going and what I've dealt with. And then also just having time, like you telling us that we have time to be alone. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I uh, I'm like Tim where I do most of my really good things when I'm like burning at both ends sometimes. Like I feel like I'm doing the best Lock three with your hair on fire. Yeah. But, but I, at the same time, I, I know that I need that time to be quiet. I need that time to 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 get new uh, energy and new vision. And I'll be honest; like I I have some deep hurts in my family life where I feel like I've always got to be on for them because I've had people in my life that I was like, I got I can't fall into that trap. So I was like, Dad's always got to be there. And I almost felt like if I take time to myself. Uh, like a week like this that I'm taking away from my family. But the investment of doing this goes into my family and is is actually able to help me uh, be a better husband and a leader if I take this alone time to share with other people.
0: I want to know from you guys, um, and we're going to go a little off script here um, for a second, but I want to know what was one of the most challenging things coming into the retreat for you? What, what um, had you pausing for a second or, or had you a little nervous or whatever? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, I see Michael's shaking his head. So, all right, you're (laughs) up first then on this one.
1: I can, I I can vividly remember um, (laughs) we were sitting in a coffee shop and we were just in uh, Nashville and we were just hanging out and it was, Super cool coffee shop. We were just taking it all in, and uh, Tom had mentioned this solitude time. And <laughs> i I remember I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> I mean, I pictured in my mind this, like, super holy Christian that's just pouring – himself up over his Bible and like,
2: Well, I think, I think you worded that correctly right there. When you said that he said that solitude time, like
1: that. that was,
2: that was the Michael response right there.
1: Yes. And I just remember, I'm like, I think I'm in the wrong place. I don't, I can't do this for a week. I there, there's no way I'm not going to survive. I, I was so nervous. I was just like, Somebody's got to explain to me the solitude time, and the and the worst part was, Rick and Tim were like, "Oh yeah, 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 absolutely," <laughs> and I'm like, "Great," I'm like, like what? what I I think. I think uh I think I lost my salvation because I don't know what we're talking about here. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I, I know some people when they would hear solitude, they're thinking, "Oh, great, we're gonna sit in a circle, we're gonna beat drums, we're gonna have incense burning, you know, and yeah. times and." It would have been kind of
3: cool if you started doing
2: that, and then you're like, "I'm just kidding, guys, I'm just kidding, kidding. Not, not doing that." <laughs>
0: Okay. Somebody else. What, what, what was your, what was one of those
3: things that was kind of a challenge for you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, The, the, so you, you set up like the whole thing about talking about solitude time and we're going to have a flow. I'm such a calendar guy, like uh, putting things down and getting things ready, like prepping things early. And, and I kind of got nervous about the whole, like, Hey, if, we don't go to dinner at this time or we don't go to this thing at this time. And just that, I think that 20 something years of ministry of like, I don't have, I, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have time to be bored. What does that mean? You know, that kind of thing. And I was very like, I was like, Oh no. And so that made me nervous. And like, I think I did talk to Michael in the thing and I was like, cause he was, he was hung up on the solitude thing. And I was kind of like, I want solitude, but I don't know how to get it. And then I'm like, <laughs> we don't we're going to go on a flow and i don't know what that is and it like we're going to go off the books of this like outline that you had and you're like oh we we might not go with it and i was like uh-oh <laughs> because i'm so used to that i'm so used to like everything i mean even my it feels like my life is so chaotic that my bathroom breaks are even like planned in advance you know like, <laughs> I, was like, so I, was like I don't know what this is going to be like <laughs> yeah
2: at 10:25 i'm going to the bathroom
3: that's what it feels like sometimes especially having kids and working in youth ministry it's like oh my goodness so that was a challenge for me on top of the solitude that's good
2: good. yeah well and i and i think for me uh i got there a different time than you guys and so i'm at the coffee shop by myself and i have this like hour to two hours that i don't have four kids in my house you know uh, overseeing kids ministries, so there's always people around It's like, boy, this is really nice. And then you start to have these things of, well, what if we don't connect? Well, what if I'm here for these five days? And you know, you, you get together with these guys. And, you know, um, yeah, you want some alone time and those kind of things. But I, I mean, I fuel off of people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think part of it for me was, you know, I kind of knew a couple of you, you, you know, but yeah. um, didn't know Rick at all. And now I do. But uh this
3: <laughs> is awesome. I wish I wish he came oh. up to Ohio.
2: Yeah, I wish he came up to Ohio. But you know, I think in that moment for me it was a little uncertainty of how are we going to connect and you want this time away, you want it to be good and those kind of things, and um just you know, would we flow together well? Yes. It was yeah. awesome.
0: And you know, and that's the thing I want, you know, people to think about, you know, sometimes because they are afraid, you know, when you think about going on a retreat, that is one of the fear things that keeps us from jumping in is, sure. are we going to connect? And I think when you put yourself into a situation like this, I really believed it from all my heart. And that's why I did it was the fact that I do believe that God has his way of bringing family together. And now when you got to the retreat, yeah, people are hearing the word flow and they they this this may cause those by the schedule people to break into hives. <laughs> but people that go mock three with their hair on father like, f- fire like me <laughs> um <laughs> love this idea that we had a daily flow um we didn't have a schedule um you know part of the the role i play as the guide of of the retreat is is i know the path i want to take you on the journey that i kind of want to go because i've i've really sought god after this and i really feel like he's given me a pattern to follow and, and so I had to die, you know, bring you guys in and almost baptize you by fire by by saying, okay, fellas, there is, there is no schedule. Now, yeah, I did make the mistake of giving you a semi-schedule. And, and then I was like, yeah, forget it. We're just go with the flow, fellas. So, but I'm curious when you got into that and you started going, what was a highlight for you?
2: I think the, the flexibility, um, the way that that, you know, what I would say about your leadership, Tom, I know this isn't you don't want this to be about you, but, um, you know, I think your reading of what was happening with all of us, you know, that there were times where, you know, we would get through the morning time, we'd have this slow time of, you know, two to three hours, you know, on our own in, in solitude, which you presented really well as, man, maybe you need a nap, maybe you need to read a book, maybe you need to go for a walk, maybe you need to meet with somebody, you know, it's kind of wide open guided, but yet, um, could be your own, you know, but I think you read it where sometimes you know what, hey, we're going to wait an extra hour, you know, or we're going to flip this upside down. I feel like maybe you guys want a little bit more time after lunch and we'd all be like, yeah, you know, it'd probably be good that we get that. And so appreciated, you know, because sometimes in leadership, for the person leading you have a plan, but part of your plan, you have it built in and just I appreciated your flexibility to say, hey, the group isn't ready to eat yet. They need a little more time. We're going to push this back an hour. Um, and it wasn't rigid from that standpoint. And mm-hmm. so I think that was uh, it just it allowed room for the spirit to move that way, you know, that we can be in the details. And that's important. And there's a plan. But hey, if the spirit was moving in a direction, you flowed with that and opened up other time.
3: Yeah, I same thing. I that really was exciting for me. And it actually uh, my wife and my kids and, and even like some of the things that I've done when I got back home or because of the flow that you did, I, it allowed me to kind of see the positives of that. And I think it's good to have a plan. And like, I need to look at my, instead of like, I I think sometimes our, our calendar can be our lifeline to feeling like we got everything going on, but also it can then become almost a God to us sometimes if we're like, just so I'm, I'm trying to like put some flow time, like you showed us and taught us inside of my own time, because there'd be times where I'd be counseling people and I'd go right into a counseling, right into another one, right into another one. And I would feel like I was just dead by the end of the day. And, you know, when you're like that, you go home and you bring that with you. And so for me, I started going like, okay, I'm going to set up my counseling or my meetings where I have 20 minutes or 10 minutes in between where I can just chill out. Because mm-hmm. it's crazy. not good to just keep running yourself ragged like that, and I and I and I attribute that to that flow. Ca- I mean, I'll be honest. When I got home, I was I was flowing a little bit, and my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm flowing, man. I'm in the flow." <laughs> and, you know, it's like if we don't get there on time, we don't get there on time. She's like, "Well, we have to get there on time." No, nah, man, it's a part of the flow, you know. So, <laughs> so I had to I had to restrain myself a little bit, but at the same time, having that week where I went from being like super calendar driven to like then going, Oh, there's another way, you know, <laughs> I need this, cool. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's kind of, I, I, I was able to work the flow into my, to work schedule a little bit. So, yeah. And I, and,
1: yeah. and, and, and that's good. And you know, the thing is, is my wife and I just took a, a small retreat, a small trip together and I had this urge to, get on the internet and find all these activities and, and have it planned out and all this stuff. And I told her, I said, just bring a book. We're just, we're just going to let it flow. And um, may not have been exactly those words, but (laughs) we had a really good time and, you know, it, it pushed into my personal life. Something that I really needed was just to relax and let, let things happen as they will um don't try and force them that's
0: good again gonna go off script just a little bit and flip a question but i'm I'm curious how did you experience god um during this time how did you experience some of the restoration during this week wow i got him silent Didn't Let me tell you guys that didn't happen very often in our retreat. Where there was <laughs> the only silence was during our solitude time, where where you were released to go off and do your thing. But but I'm just yeah. curious, what what uh, what was what was some of that those God moments like for you? Hmm. Maybe that's a better way to describe it.
1: I think it was for for me, it was just it was just like a fresh breath of air just coming into Mm. my lungs um like you know the retreat and i'll i'll share this i i think that was so powerful for me is unknown to me at the time god's god was going to work in a in a very powerful way at the beginning of our retreat Mm. and for me it was a confession time Mm. um for for things that was sin in my life that I needed to confess and it was so freeing to be around my brothers and mm-hmm. just share that and know that this week ahead you know i'm not going to be judged i'm not you know mm-hmm. it's nothing that no one else has been tempted with or or had in their life but just to know that I had brothers around me um, that were going to help me. But most importantly, I had a God that wrapped his arms around me that week mm-hmm. and just loved me. And that mm-hmm. was so powerful.
2: Yeah. I, I wish uh, we could put on this, what Michael's face looked like when he came.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and the, the heaviness Um, you could feel the wounds oozing out of him, even in the questions that he was open to seeing God move and those things compared to the peace that we saw at the end, that knowing that one week doesn't solve everything. I think Michael would say that it's a journey that we're on and it's a process, but walking in and seeing, you know, for me, it was refreshing to my own soul to watch God move like that of someone who was willing to walk through the process. And come in deeply wounded by some things, deeply wounded by the church and other things. I won't share your stuff, but but you know, to then watch you be willing to open yourself up and then allow God to move. Um, man, I, I'm getting chills sitting in this room right now. Thinking, <laughs> Me too. Uh, just the difference in your demeanor. Um, yeah. God showed it, up.
0: Yeah, you could do a whole how it started and how it finished picture and oh, story. Yeah. And on, yep. on, I think for all of us, even
2: me, I think yeah. every
0: one of us that came in there, how it started, how it, how it's going, we, you would see four different men, um, yep. coming no, for sure. There.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mike. And, and the thing is, I want to, I wanted to, to make sure that, you know, we talked about was, um, and I'm not trying to jump ahead. I'm sorry, Tom, this is probably <laughs> not allowed. But uh I I wanna flow man, we're in the flow. (laughs) We're in the flow right now. Um (laughs) one of the things that I I started hitting me even before I showed up to the retreat was um just the the spiritual warfare, the Mm -hmm. lies from the enemy, um Mm -hmm. such as you know, these these men that you're gonna be with, you know, they're they're not gonna understand, you know, there's no Mm -hmm. there's no hope. Um, you know just you can imagine what the enemy used Mm -hmm. um, to get me not to come to this retreat. And as, as already said, it was life-changing for me.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Rick, Rick, any, any, any thoughts?
1: Yeah.
3: I think just being reminded, having time to slow down and be reminded that I don't have to take care of everything. Cause I think, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like we get this in our mindset as leaders uh, in our homes and our ministries, whatever we're a part of we're, we you we know, multifaceted different hats that we wear, uh, as a dad, a husband, you know, a uh, father, whatever we, whatever our role is. And, uh, there are things that, that I could handle that I might be mishandling because I'm worried about things that I can't fix on my own. And God was just reminding me during this time is like, like you said, Tim, I loved your your word of the week and your thing is just spend time with God. And I was very encouraged when you wrote that down in your journal and you shared that that day that you just you wrote that wrote that over and over again, kind of almost like a kid would to remind themselves like in notes to kind of put that in your brain. And I did it, too, the next day. And I was like, I'm going to use this time, this alone time, this flow and this solitude time to get to know my dad on a way that I've never been able to really get away. I've never had a sabbatical before. Uh, never had that time because I always felt like if I did take that time, something was going to fall through the cracks and God during that time, that peace and quiet time said, listen, yes, you're doing a lot, but you can't do it without me. And I, and I just kept thinking about John 15, five, the vine and the branches and, and you know, our phones, uh, Almost like I loved being away from our phone. But if, you know, our phones kind of govern us and we, if we, if we're unplugged, it tells us how much battery we have. And like, we were like, oh, I got to put the battery. I got to charge it back up. But sometimes spiritually, we don't listen to those little check engine lights of of our father saying, hey, you need to spend time with me. You need to be quiet. And everything that Jesus did, he showed us how to do it. And I know we got into a, a lesson one night about how Jesus took that time. Before mm-hmm. he did something really big, he would go and take that time. That's and he's right. showing us, he's like, This is what you need to do, gentlemen. And we, so many times, I would be like, Oh, that's good for you, Jesus, but not me. That's not how I work. <laughs> and he's like, Yes, it is. You know? yeah. And so he used this time to kind of show me that I need these little times to plug out, to bug out and plug in and just listen to him. And uh, yeah. so it was really yeah. awesome to be encouraged by you guys as a group and Tom. His story and and just being able to have those solitude times it was amazing for yeah. me, and it's cool. it's just multiplied out of out of that. You know, yeah. I've been able to have a more consistent time and get more of my stuff done just by having that week to remind me of what's important. You know,
2: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I think uh, you know at the beginning there where you you challenged us think of some key words for us for the week. You know, and so for me personally, it was to seek God Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen you'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, that first day of solitude time taking a long walk, and there was a path under a tunnel, you know, and I, I turned around and it was like, I couldn't see the tunnel from where I was. And it's how I felt personally. And that's how I felt mm-hmm. ministry wise. But yeah. God, I don't know what's next. Not that God wants me to leave where I am, but even where I am, God, what do, you, what do you want from me? And And the first piece of that was, Tim, slow down. I need you to just come after me. I need you to seek who I am. I need you to get to know your father a little bit better. I need you to get to know me and my word and, and sit in that a little bit. And then i will show you, you know, what comes out of that. And, and so it was a, a real seeking of God and intentionally spending that time consistently praying, seeking him, digging into the word that was just so rich that opened up some things in my life that I I wasn't even going in thinking I had to deal with that were that I was able to release toward the end because, you know, God gave me that word from Jeremiah.
0: So let me ask you guys, what were, what were some of your takeaways from the retreat? What did you walk away with as you look back? What, what, what are you taking away?
3: So the thing you gave us that little journal and um, you told us to kind of end the backpack. And it was talking about how, like, just having that in my office, like I'll like across from here, I have like this little, when it it's, I call it my little, uh, uh, oh, man. Mr. Rogers kind of like I come in I take my coat off and I put it, on. <laughs> you know, I got my little backpack over there on the corner. And it reminds me when I'm when I'm counseling people or when I shut my door that I'm like, OK, I got to do a retreat today at some point. I got to retreat away and take a small retreat. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of what's been very helpful to me is I've scheduled in little flow times and retreat times to kind of get away and spend time with God on those really busy days that I know. Like uh, if you're in ministry, you have night meetings or you have these things and you know, you're going to be away or you're going to be crunched. And so I'm like, okay, Wednesday morning before I get going, I'm going to take a retreat. Even if it's just walking around a park here in, in my town and taking a good hour just of, you know, just me talking to God or spending time and also hiking during that time. You know, I think you said it a minute ago, Tim, and I've always felt this way that when I'm in nature, I feel close to God. So yeah, yeah right on. I'll just go, I'll find me some nature somewhere and I'll just go hang out <laughs> in nature and just, and I think I, we always know that, but this week helped me to remember how much I desperately need it and how starved I was for it because I would just give these little times here and there, but I didn't fully give my full time because I, I was living for a calendar or a schedule. And, and so To do that, I'd get up earlier or or go to bed at a different time, go to bed earlier. Just we're all given 24 hours a day. So this week helped me to kind of figure out how do I maximize that and take those little times that are going to help me the rest of the time. So that's what my biggest takeaway was, is, is having those little retreat days where I'm like, I grab my bag and I have it up there. I have my bag and I have my notebook and my pen in it and I've almost filled it up. So I got to get me another one. But, oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I go out awesome. and I, I use that specifically for that. And it reminds cool. me, I read over my past stuff and it's cool. It's a cool little good, just good. memento to take with me and be like, Hey, this was a great week for me and I got to keep it up.
0: Awesome. Love to hear that.
1: And for me, you know, the, I think back and, I remember the journal. I mean, I'm, I'm just that guy. I remember the journal being a difficult thing to start. And I remember my first thing that I wrote in my journal um, for the week was God, why did you let your people hurt me? Mm. Wow. And from that point forward, God worked in my heart that week and It was almost like something that became a part of what I did every day, um, Mm -hmm. speaking to God through a journal. And also my devotion life has been completely renewed. I look Mm -hmm. at devotions um, not as a laborious thing or a duty, but to actually, you know, something that is life giving. And I didn't have that before the retreat. And so I started those practices because of the recommendations of Tom, um, you know, and so that, that was, that was the biggest takeaway for me.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. My, mine was, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I probably would have come out with 25 goals coming, <laughs> coming out of this, and you know, wouldn't hit any of them. And so I was like, man, what are the just one or two things that I want to do? Um, and it got hit hard. I'm going to be honest. Um, cause they all were schedule related. Um, cause I was like, you know, if, if I'm going to spend time with Jesus, as I've talked about, I'm gonna have to schedule that out. And I felt like I came out of the retreat, um, and it was like a tidal wave hit of, um, things I had to get done. And how do you rework your schedule to, you know, do some things and, you know, putting in different blocks of time. and stuff. So I feel like it's taken this month and a half just to start to get some of that to work. But, um, you know, a couple of big things that were for me was, you know, if this is going to be not just a one week, we've all probably been on a mission trip or mm-hmm. a time where you come off and you're on the mountaintop. And it was like, all right, so how do you not sustain the mountaintop, but how do you keep forward progress of that momentum? And yes. so for me, it was, what am I going to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly? And it sounds like a lot, but it was like, um, I just stacked goals on top of things I was already doing. So I'm already doing my devos in the morning. So it was like, you know what, I'm going to, journal a couple sentences, sentence or two about what I'm reading, instead of just reading, you know, and so that's what I'm doing every day. And um, every month, I'm setting aside the there's a certain Tuesday where I'm taking half a day, um, and going to spend an hour of solitude time, you know, thank you, Tom, um, you know, to do that, and then a couple hours just to reflect on where am I at with my goals, personally, spiritually, ministry wise, just to kind of step back, um, you know, and then hopefully every year, it may not be able to be a week, but, you know, take uh, a, two or three days or whatever it is to say, I'm going to get away um, and take that time to to truly stay healthy, because we're going to get beat up sometimes. I mean, read Paul's laundry list of things <laughs> yes. that happened to him, you know, yeah. um, but he celebrated in that. I mean, he's writing amazing letters that are now in the Bible while he was in jail, you know, and it's like, man, yes. I want to, not necessarily be in jail, but I, I want to be the guy who's
1: <laughs> thriving
2: even when the hits are coming, you know? And so it was like, no, I'm going to breathe this into my schedule and uh, kind of force it to happen a little bit. Um, and thank goodness, you know, what I appreciate about you, Tom, is, you know, we want us to follow up. And so we've all texted each other a few times too, just to say, yep. hey, how are you doing with it? Right. Or, you know, where's the struggle and those kind of things. And so, you know, it's not just about one week for you yes, or for exactly. us, exactly. It's about we, we want this to keep going, you know, and right. you know, it, we're not going to meet every day. We're not going to even text every week necessarily, but we're going to check in with each other and see, see how it's going. And so setting out those kind of clear goals uh, was was big for me.
0: Man, guys, thanks. and And I appreciate because, yes, I want people to hear that that the retreat and restoring leaders is not just about a one week, you know, Retreat. It is about creating a community of 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 leaders that whoever comes on your retreat is now going to be brothers and sisters in Christ that that can journey with you on the path and who can navigate some of the hurt and navigate mm-hmm. the burnout and and the the weariness, um, but yet can keep cheering you on and 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 encourage you and laugh with you and laugh at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which which we did a lot of that when we were hatchet throwing, um, which, was, which was a whole experience. I never thought I'd see Thor's hammer, um, but I saw it that day when Michael picked up that axe and just chucked that baby. Um, also feared for my life at one moment, too, uh, thanks to Rick. Um, I apologize. <laughs> the starring um, Leaders I- almost
3: started and began and ended in the same week. I was going to say on the same day
0: uh, we almost—I yeah. almost had a permanent takeaway. Um, <laughs> anyway, it really—it
2: really is safe for all of you listeners out there. Yes. It's a very safe yes. retreat. Yes,
0: yes, it is. It is safe, secure, <laughs> confidential, and we promise you'll you'll return with all your fingers and toes. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, as we get ready to wrap up, I, I've got I've got one more question. Why would you recommend? to somebody that's listening to this retreat, they may think, well, I'm, I'm not so bad. I'm I'm okay. I'm maintaining or that person that's hurting or that person that's, that's scared to reach out or scared to take time off. Um, I mean, you guys, like I said, you all have different stories. You're all at different levels of different things. Um, But all of you had levels of hurt and burnout in your life So speak to that leader that's listening and, and Mm. and why would you say to them, Hey, you need to check out a restoring leaders
3: retreat. I think I would tell them that if they're, if they, if, if they hear this and it resounds with them at any point, if something kind of just jump in, because I think the way that you have the retreat, like you said, everybody at different levels gets something out of it. right. I think at the, at the core of it, it's running to God. And I think sometimes just what we do sometimes as, as leaders, as we know to do that, but we need that check-in and we need that that camaraderie and those other people to kind of say, Hey, are you checking in? Are you just crossing a box? Cause mm. sometimes I, I, I would think that until I really jumped in, I was like, Oh man, I'm fine. I'm great. And then as I talked to, you know, uh, to Tom about what he offered and stuff is like, I need this. I, I need this because first of all, I need to turn, I need, I think insanity, you know, we know that insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And it's like as leaders, we can get into that really easy and think we have we're surrounded with people that go, Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I needed, I needed a reset. I needed a okay. I needed to just unplug and do a restart and uh I think if you were at this point where you're 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 struggling with just priorities or your relationships of anything, I would say jump in and try it out. Uh, you won't regret it. I, I learned so much just in the camaraderie with others and what Tom was teaching on, and he, he you know just your your uh, experience and what you've gone through. It felt like I was talking to someone that that could hear me where sometimes i don't feel like a lot of people hear what i'm saying or understand what i'm doing and mm-hmm. so it was great to be around a bunch of people that i felt like i mean we had met each other before that day and i felt like the night of i felt like we were off i was like did we just become best friends you know i, I felt like we had so much in common that that yeah. i i I did feel that, like they said, where it was like, "Am I gonna, am I gonna jive with these guys?" You know, and it was just like we were all coming from a place because we're Christians and we love God, and we need Him so much that that was our com- that was our common ground, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was okay. it was awesome. So I would say, wherever you are, um, the investment is in yourself and your relationship with God, and it, it it's going to go to your family, and in strengthen those areas that we all. Think or we say they're important but we but it's like what are we doing you know if if we neglect those things or neglect those important things um, are they really that important to us and so like mm-hmm. for me God really said you know if you want to if you want to take your family deeper and you want to take yourself deeper you need to disconnect which sounds so like anti the other way, but it's like, when I was able to disconnect, I was able to come back a better husband and a father and a pastor. I felt like, yeah, that's good. You can do it, do it. I would, it was, it was so fruitful and um, worth every bit of it for me. And I appreciate you guys. And uh, Tom, thank you so much for just listening to God and, and, and doing that kind of thing because it's, it's impacted me far more than I could even, Probably even use words to
2: describe. (laughs) Well, you figure you figure Jesus before started his ministry, he took forty days in the wilderness to spend time with his father. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're you're talking about the Savior of the world, God Himself. Took forty days. The night before he was about to go on the cross, and he knew what his ministry was going to be. He pulled away with who? His friends went off. Now they all fell asleep on him, but. he, he went out and he said, you know what, I'm going to spend time with my father to make sure my heart's ready for what needs to happen. And so my question is, why wouldn't we do this? Mm -hmm. Um, if you have been deeply wounded, if you're burned out, or you simply need to refuel and refresh, get in the game and do it. You're going to be glad you did. Um, because one may save your life and your family and other things in your ministry. You know, the other part, it refuels it. Um, both of those are wins. And so, man, if our, if our savior did that, um, then we, we'd really be silly not to.
1: Good stuff. Um, I, I want to speak to those that maybe are in between ministry right now. Um, mm. You know, that's, that's where I'm at. And you don't necessarily, to come to a retreat, you don't necessarily need to be in ministry right. for it to be beneficial for you. Um, you got church hurt, this is the place to come. Um, you know, and I just want to stress that because I do, I feel like sometimes you might be listening to this and you might be saying to yourself, but I'm not in ministry. There's nothing for me there. And that's completely a lie. There definitely mm-hmm. is something there for you. Um, and I also want to say this just before we end here is that Tom has been tracking with me for quite a t- quite a bit of time now. And, you know, I just want to say it's not like a conference you go and, and like Tim said, you you go and you get a big spiritual high and you go home and you don't there's nothing that left um, after a couple of weeks. Tom is Tom is the guy that's going to follow you throughout your time, even after you leave the retreat. And I can speak from that personally. Um, he's not going to leave you alone, um, feeling alone. He's going to track with you no matter what. And I think that's what's so special about his ministry is that he's not, he knows what it feels like to be, to be hurt and to be burnt out. And he knows so much that he's not going to leave you alone. So if you're listening to this and you just, you definitely need this in your life. Don't, don't just whatever you do, don't listen to the lies of Mm. of the enemy because they want you to be in isolation. They want you to think that it's just you and the world against you. And the fact is that's not the case at all. You got brothers here that, that care.
0: Sorry. Um, (laughs) Y'all get me emotional. Um, Told you not making me, don't make me cry, man. Don't make me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, brothers. Um, Thanks for sharing your hearts. Thanks for being vulnerable. Um, You know, you put yourself out there on a podcast and, and I am greatly humbled and, and I give it all to God. I mean, it's not about, this is, this is not my ministry. This is, (laughs) I know that this is a, a calling. Um, It's, it's, it's something that I've wrestled with um i've i i, I ran from it for a season <laughs> uh, and uh, uh and learned don't don't pull a jonah um it's not fun um <laughs> been there done that uh and don't ever yeah anyway i'm I'm just humbled and and I'm honored that god would would put restoring leaders into my hands and say run with this and help other leaders, shepherd shepherds and pastor pastors. And, and so thanks, thanks for, thanks for risking, um, a week, um, of your time, uh, with me and, and for going with the flow. Um, because we did, we saw God show up in amazing, amazing ways, um, from, the hanging out with brother Jim and, and having him challenge us to spend time knee to knee with our father and get to know God as the father to literally me looking down at a bunch of, I mean, 40 trails and seeing daddy's Creek to go hike at on our release day. Um, and, uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, the provision of people who gave financially so that we could, we could pull this retreat off. Um, and, uh, you know, God is just doing amazing things. And I, I truly believe that there are people out listening to the podcast or hopefully are going to hear this in one way through somebody sharing it with them or something. Um, I don't know how God's going to use it, but if you're listening, um, I do hope, um, that you'll consider coming to a, a retreat and that you'll think about it for yourself. Cause it is, it is different than, a, you know, as somebody who is a conference junkie um, this week for me personally, even as a leader, I was a participant. Um, God did some amazing things in my heart and I'm so blessed to have been there and to hang out with you guys and to laugh, to cry, to breathe, to to take walks and just sit and sit out under the stars and, and just talk. Um, And so I hope um, that any leader that's listening, um, wherever you are in ministry, in ministry, in between ministry, um, that you would consider um, checking out restoringleaders.org and do that. So, guys, thanks again for taking the time. Um, We've got to wrap up. um, And uh, so thanks again. Um, God bless you. And thanks for listening to this edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.